Resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Hey, hey, Bold Leaders. Welcome to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Tara Newman, and I have a passion for helping everyday humans perform in extraordinary ways. This is the place where we dish on everything from mental toughness to emotional well-being and what it takes to really perform at your best at a really high level. We are here to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind. By popular demand, we are taking you behind the scenes of the bi-weekly CEO debrief that we host in the Brave Society. One thing I'm a big believer in is the power of radical self-reflection. I also believe the best leadership development tool is your journal. It's just that simple. Take, for example, if you want to lose weight, you would log your food each day. If you were a pro athlete and you wanted to improve your performance, you would track your workout every day. It's the same thing. And that's really what the CEO debrief is about. It's a weekly tool for self-reflection. And why it is so important is that it has allowed me and my clients to move more quickly in our businesses, have tough conversations with greater confidence, make big and scary decisions with greater clarity and certainty, shift beliefs and mindsets that have held us back, celebrate our wins because the more you acknowledge your wins, the more you win. And it's provided a record of our best and most valuable lessons so we can review them over and over and over again. Now, the CEO debrief is a weekly self-reflection tool, and what I have found is most people need a good dose of accountability to sit down each week. Sitting down for an hour to reflect on where you are and where you want to go isn't always as easy as it sounds. So our bi-weekly debriefs in the Brave Society are designed to do three things. One, hold you accountable to sitting down and spending the necessary time on this. Two, it's an opportunity to do it with me. As people sit there and listen to my debrief, they jot their own notes. Three, it's like training. Sometimes we struggle to come up with the language or range of emotions, or we fail to see opportunities that are right in front of our face. So when you hear somebody else's thoughts and perspectives, it's helpful to kind of jog your own. And there's a bonus reason why we do these bi-weekly debriefs, and that is for connection and conversation. So while I'm in the Zoom debriefing, people are often chatting in the chat box. It's a come-as-you-are experience. It's really laid back. Babies come, pets come, people show up in their in their towel from their shower. And it's just this really amazing opportunity to build community connection and conversation. So let's dive right in to your behind the scenes sneak peek into our bi-weekly CEO debrief. Each week, I answer some, some of my CEO debrief questions. Some of them are on the form. Some of them do not come from the form. 
I am a gifted self-questioner, so I kind of come up with my own questions each week, which might be an interesting takeaway for you if you're looking for different questions you can ask yourself to dig a little deeper in your own self-inquiry. This week will be interesting because I'm not having my best week this week. I'm not showing up rah-rah, sis boom over here. Lots and lots of wins, which we will discuss. Also some challenges and some serious conversations that I've need, needed to have with myself. And let me tell you something. Don't want to have these conversations with myself in front of all of you. I'm just warning you now. <laughs> so you're getting the goods. This is definitely not a week that's been 100% working great. Uh, it feels like it's one of those weeks where it feels like nothing might be working. And yet I know that's a hundred percent untrue and that's my ego. And that's me wanting an excuse to crawl up in a ball under my covers and have my moment. And that's not going to happen because the reality is, is one thing isn't working, not everything. Right. I think when we have a week and we're feeling like things aren't going great, it's like all of a sudden we blow it out of proportion and nothing is working or everything stinks. And when we kind of take a look, it's really not true. It's really one thing. And the reality is, is that one thing can be easily changed. Yes, burn it all down. I actually had that thought this week, Holly. I was like, I'm gonna burn it all down. But it's a good thing to press pause, which there is a podcast episode on pressing pause, because when you can press pause and put a gap in between what you're feeling and your response, you don't burn things down you realize that this is a moment, it's a blip, it's one thing, it's easily changeable. So one of the reasons why we do these debriefs is because it's what, it, what, it's what makes us endurable, right? If I didn't do this debrief this week, I would have went on to next week feeling like I can't do anything right, nothing's working, everything is wrong. But because I did the debrief, it gives me an opportunity to slow down and instead of throwing in the towel, right? Slow down, not quit. It allows me to actually recover faster when I do these debriefs. And I see a lot of people out there doing like, oh, this is your, your power 10 minute debrief. No, like I take as much time as I need to debrief my week. And that could be a half hour. It could be an hour. I don't care if I spend a half a day on it. This is the stuff that makes a difference. I say this thing about progress and that the people that are like us and the people that I want, I work with and that I want to work with, they're people who want to make unrelenting forward progress or momentum, but do it without pushing, hustling, and striving. And if that sounds like you, I can assure you that this debrief is the way to do it. With all my tension and anxiety for sitting down to do this debrief this week, um, here we go. Wins. Didn't feel like a winning week. However, I have managed to pull quite a number of wins out of my, uh, out of my week. This week, I've spent time revisiting what makes me unique as a leader and a human being and really choosing to sink into that and receive that from myself, which is not always easy either. So kids were home again this week and again next week. And it reminded me that I used to have this form of self-sabotage where I would use my family as an excuse. I can't do X because I have to drop everything for the kids. Or I can't do Y because it's summer and the kids are home. Or then I would pick fights with my husband around. He's an entrepreneur too, but it was like, but I work from home. So everything tends to fall on me. And it's like, but why am I the lesser entrepreneur? Like I had this story for a super long time. And I realized that this summer has sailed by. This has not shown up for me at all. Um, 
and it was really a testament to a lot of the mindset work and the emotional work that I've done around this area of self-sabotage. And so I really wanted to recognize myself with that as a win. See, don't need to burn it all down. Life is really good. What's working? Connecting to my vision. And I know this came up for a lot of people uh, in their... Um, applications for the group, as well as in their intro videos that sometimes vision is a little murky for them. Um, this week, I spent a lot of time on my vision. I, matter of fact, I took a huge chunk of time Monday morning, pretty much half the day, to get grounded into my why, why am I here, who am I here to serve, what my vision is. And what that allowed me to do is later in the week when I had to make some really bold decisions around the things that aren't working in my business or the things that I'm choosing to step away from or walk away from, it allowed me to make the decision from my vision and not my current reality. And if we want to bridge the gap between where we are now and where we want to be, we can't make decisions from today. We have to make decisions from tomorrow. And it's a super uncomfortable place to make decisions from because like, how do you know if it'll work out? Like you can't necessarily see into the future. However, if you have a strong vision and a strong why, I believe that you can, it is your crystal ball. So that worked for me. The family planning that we've been doing, I know this has come up a couple of times in past CEO debriefs. Um, I'm gonna go into this in more depth. I'm just taking myself and my family through it first, uh, processing some of these things before I share it. So, um, but the family planning has been really good for getting us all on the same page. The other thing that's really been working, I found myself actually with a little bit of insomnia, really letting things go, like releasing things on a, on a deeper level. Anything that's not in alignment with my core values of my business and my personal life, I went back to my values and made sure that I was clearing out things that did not align and that I was letting go. Now, what's not working and why I was fully prepared to burn it all down um, is because I was, I've been way overscheduled these last few weeks and anybody who knows me knows that this is 100% out of integrity with how I want to be showing up in this world and how I serve others. Um, it is my greatest service to help entrepreneurs and leaders, executives, go from feeling worn out to well-rested. So when I am worn out, this is a colossal clusterfuck in my business. So that is why things weren't working. It is the first thing that sends me down into a shame spiral, causes a lot of embarrassment for me when I'm not in integrity. However, I'm not hustling for hustling's sake. I realized I am in a season of my business that experienced tremendous growth at an accelerated pace. Um, and I wasn't prepared for it. No one is ever prepared for accelerated growth. No matter how much you plan, it comes up and you're like, oh, it's here now. All those things I wanted, they're here, right? And it's like, surprise. And it's like, I don't know why it's a surprise. You called it in. Um, but I'm like, oh, surprise, it's here. I didn't quite think this through in its entirety, sure, I'll coach like 12 leaders in your organization and my other nine that I have on my books and my group program and my, yeah. So, oh, and PS, here's the Brave Society. So um, all amazing, wonderful things. And now I have to step into a place of making better choices. So 
what has been challenging this week or downright difficult, this is another question I asked myself, is having to say no to things that are good. These are perfectly fine opportunities and they are getting a no from me. And it is really hard to assess the nuances between good and great. It requires space. It requires you to slow the heck down. And it requires you to really get clear back to my vision this week, right? And my why and what I'm here to do in the world. And has that changed? Yes, for me, it has slightly. It hasn't pivoted, it's evolved, right? So here I am in a new evolution. Um, and so really having to get clear on what's good for me and what's great for me. Um, things I would have jumped at the chance to take on a few months ago, but now I have to say no because of this expanded vision and this person that I've become along the way, I know it's not my greatest work now. Things I, the thing, this is a question, if you're new, this is a question I like to ask. The next question is a question I like to ask myself and it's a hard question. I ask myself, what is embarrassing or where am I feeling shame? Because I don't want that crap to linger. On a weekly basis, I want to look at it. I want to find it. I want to uncover it and I want to rip it out at its roots, right? So what is embarrassing or where am I feeling shame? And I think that I covered some of that in the sense that, you know, I was feeling out of integrity and whenever I feel out of integrity, it sends me into a shame spiral. I'm aware of that. It's why integrity is so important to me. And I don't want to, integrity is not, okay, so integrity is not, I'm, I have integrity as a human being. We all have integrity. Most people in this world have integrity. I cho choose to show up with the worldview that we are living among people that have integrity. Being in integrity to my values and to my vision and to the things that I say I'm going to do is different than saying I don't have integrity. So when I call people up into their highest level self, I'm asking them to be in integrity with themselves and what they're looking to create in the world and how they're looking to create it. I'm not calling you out for having like a lack of integrity. So I just wanted to kind of be clear on that. Um, so one area for me is definitely when I'm out of integrity, the other one that I realized that I am feeling like ugh, around and one of the big decisions that I've made this week is that I'm going to be taking on less one-on-one -on -one clients. And this is not a new decision. This has been an ongoing decision for a year that I have been unwilling and resistant to stepping into. So I know any coach or consultant here who has um, made their bread and butter through one-on-one -on -one coaching is with me here. Like letting go of those clients and seeing the empty space on your calendar, even though that is the exact reason why I am letting these clients go, has kind of got me like by the neck. And it's really, it's not triggering shame, but I am totally embarrassed to have this conversation that I am here. Uh, because here's, here's what I've realized actually today. I always get embarrassed when I find out I'm normal. That is where I'm having some embarrassment. So in 2017, I had 12 clients on my roster. This year has been nine, um, and I'm going down to seven. So yeah, so I'm, now I'm facing the music. 
too many clients on uh, the books. And you know what? These are people who, who the, the clients that I'm letting go, we are complete. Like they've been with me for years. They're ready to move on. I know they're ready to move on. Having them continue to work with me, even if they want to, is not creating the right relationship for them. And it is not in their highest and best interest to stay working with me. So it is really for the best for all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's show. If you want to hear even more insights from our CEO debriefs and get the questions so you can do it on your own, head on over to the show notes page now to gain access to both. The Brave Society is a virtual society for business owners like you who want to connect with bold, resilient, abundant, value-driven, and endurable leaders. It's filled with business owners across a variety of industries who knows that the person who helps the most people wins. We are here for three reasons, to build meaningful relationships with an army of women who have real, credible, and valuable business acumen. This isn't tit-for-tat networking where it's a referral pitch fest. Two, to help you continually develop yourself as a leader and as a CEO through high quality educational resources. And three, to become leaders who develop more leaders in the world, your family, your friends, your community, your team. The Brave Society is a place where you can plug into relationships you need to hire the most qualified people, find meaningful collaborations, and offer your services to those who would benefit the most. The Brave Society hosts quarterly book clubs, robust monthly panel discussions on relevant topics to help you grow yourself and your business, bi-weekly CEO debriefs where I take you behind the scenes in my life and business where you can see what's working, what's not working, and key decisions I'm making. So if you're curious to know if you're a fit for this community, head on over to the show notes to learn more. For a full transcript of this episode, go to theboldleadershiprevolution.com. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode, which you can do by taking a picture or a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it with your insights and ahas over on Instagram. Tag me on I'm at the Tara Newman. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out over here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We'd be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to the Stacey Harris, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune in to our next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com.